Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Uh, if you love what you hear every week, just reach out to us on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod, Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast, and use the hashtag Boss So Hard. Show us what you guys are up to. Ask us any questions. Give us any feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Yes, and if you're listening via iTunes, you go over to our page, leave us a rating or review, let us know what you think about our guests, because they also like to see what you think about them in the rating, so please do that and let people know about us, so go and use hashtags like HerPod, which we've been using all month of April to support um, podcasts that are hosted by women, Uh, there's Pods in Color and Pod In, which is from Barry of podcastsincolor.com, and that's how you show support and uh, share podcasts that you listen to by creative people of color. So there are so many different hashtags to use there are. now There's to find. That's how I find the majority of the podcasts that I listen to now. So we're like fully into spring. We're it's like right in the thick of it. 100% pollen season. It <laughs> is. It really is. I feel like everyone that I know has been having like allergy issues. But, you know, the weather's nice. So I'm like, I can't really complain. Like, yeah. it's we're not as sweaty as usual. Save the bees and then the pollen won't be And I bad. always feel like spring is like that time of year where everyone gets extra, extra busy. Like spring and the holidays. Like, yeah. So I feel like we're both really, you know, just like tapped into business right now super super busy so let's kind of talk about like business spring cleaning and what we're working on right now things Um, we're doing so for me one of the things just like coming back from traveling a whole bunch and we're not traveling this month um minus like a quick day trip to tampa where i of course went to oxford exchange as one does when i was gonna say you don't go to tampa one simply does not go to tampa Tampa without going to oxford Oxford exchange Exchange. yes that is so true (laughs) that needs please make that as a meme for me please make that (laughs) i need you to do that for me um but yeah so i went to like blogger heaven basically um but besides that we're we're staying put for the month so i've been really working on my social media for 725 creative because Uh, I feel like just for the past two years, I've had a lot of client work and it's just been intense. And I've been uh, a little more focused on obviously the social media accounts of my clients. Um, So now I've kind of like, okay, let me take a step back and kind of get my own stuff in gear uh, because I am going out and speaking more and stuff like that. And although I, of course, have uh, my Charisma O'Keefe um, Instagram, I feel like that's more of like my travels and behind the scenes and stuff like that. So, you know, I want to have my my uh, 725 Creative uh, social media just together, I guess you could say. Like I'm gathering myself getting and, it and getting it together there. Um, so, yeah, I've just been posting consistently. I just sat and took a few days to create all of the materials that, you know, I needed to have. You followed and, me on Instagram. And yes. <laughs> and, and I was scheduled. like, oh, that's a thing. I didn't even know you had an Instagram page yeah, no, for it. So I don't, like, so and that's how bad I am at Instagram. That. They're like, hi, um, can you please share this information with us? And I'm like, fine, okay, I'll go and I'll, I'll do it and I'll put it on there. I had no idea. So. And one thing <laughs> that I'm going to start doing um, on there is actually highlighting client work. Uh, so I'm really excited about that because, you know, my clients do some awesome things. So I'm going to share kind of like 
the stuff that I've done for them and then what they're doing and, you know, all that good stuff so you guys can kind of get to know some of my clients a little bit better. So, yeah, so that's like my spring cleaning number one thing I'm doing is getting my social media game together for 725 Creative. I am, um, we are just, I'm cleaning everything like this past, I woke up Monday, we were supposed to have an interview with our friend that he pushed back to next week and so he was like, oh, yeah, me and my, my boo are going to clean our house and I was like, you're right. I'm going to clean my house. And so yeah. I've literally like been taking everything out. And when like, you work from house. home, like this is a work thing. <laughs> it is a work thing. Like it's become like my project for this week is just really like taking everything out because we've been talking about um, just having a different setup for our office so that we can have people come in and work with us when we need to um, because our interns need to come in at least once a week and really take advantage of our space here and really understand what we're doing. And also a lot of the stuff that we brought when we came in here we've been here for like six years now so it's kind of like some of the stuff needs to be replaced needs to be thrown out and so we're just kind of and that's what i'm doing right now is really engaging my space and getting rid of all this stuff and like old stuff old meeting paper i still have like meeting um notes from like 2010 that are in boxes and stuff and i'm like okay some of this stuff is just old time to get rid of it and also when it's time for taxes and all that stuff you obviously are going in and digging stuff up anyway so that's really what i've been focusing on and taking an inventory of all our equipment and what needs to be replaced and all that stuff so i'm just really in like this is needs to be an office a functioning space where two people mutually work in the yeah. same area type of thing so um i also redid my proposals because uh, that was just kind of like long overdue i feel like they were very 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 formal and you know they're still formal at the end where things get like a little bit like technical and legal and all that good stuff but at the beginning i was like i feel like i need a little bit more of me and my personality in them um so i went through and kind of like redid them just in a way that speaks more in in my regular voice um the way that i actually communicate with clients um so that was just tedious is all get out which is why it took me so long to do it even though i should have probably done it like a year ago but i was just like oh man this is tedious it's so fun so <laughs> fun i it's and so that's the thing is like i can't have anyone else write it for me because i am i'm good at writing it you know what i mean it's and it's weird because it's like i can do those other things like those sort of things for clients but when i go to do them for myself i just i feel like i overthink everything right and so it ends up taking forever because like poor john had to read like 300 versions of like the same thing and he's just like this is very similar like just as good as the last one so like, great you <laughs> change one word yeah, no but no literally like i will change like one or two words and to me i'm like this is completely different i need you to read both how do you feel and that's like my big thing it's like not like is it written well and all that but like how do you feel do you feel moved by this and it's like john is obviously not my client so he's probably just like no, down, please. <laughs> like, yeah. no, not really. But you like, did a I good feel, job. I feel tired because it's 1130 at night and I have to teach children at 7 a.m. tomorrow and you have written this 8,000 times. He's like, so. you've done a good job and I support you and all you do. So, so, yeah, so yes. it's done. I feel good about that. Well, it's good. And it's part of the client experience, which we will be talking about today, which is super exciting. Yeah. So I'm really excited to talk about client experience because I feel like I don't see a ton of um, that out on the interwebs and, and, you know, speaking, spoken about on podcasts and that sort of thing and I think that it's something that across the board everyone who's an entrepreneur creative um, has to deal with and I'm really excited about the person that we have on Erica because she actually is a branding client of mine and we did her rebrand re about a year ago um, and she's fantastic I, I just I love everything about her and also I, I do want to point out which because uh, you know I can't really get too much into it with her there because she's so humble 
But um, she's also a celebrity wedding photographer. And if you go to her website, ericamelissa.com, you'll see, like, just some straight-up awesomeness. But if I talk about it too much with her on, she's going to be like, Guys. You're anti-Kendrick Lamar right now. Me? <laughs> yes, because you're not staying humble. Like, you're like, hey, don't be humble. Yeah, I'm like, be I, I feel like, do. you know, one of the things that I said in my speech was that, like, being humble is great, but I also feel like you have a responsibility to own your awesomeness and to say, like, this is something that right. I'm good at. How and, much will your how, humility and, pay and your then, bills? And like, it's also, like, you know, I think that you have that and then you should share it with others. You know, I think that if you if you have a gift, you know, you should be willing and ready to share it with others and be being just, just to me, it's like being honest about your gift. So be honest about your gift. Share that gift with others. Share that gift with the world. And don't be, you know, hiding it for no one to see. Yeah. Yeah. For so, real. All right. Well, we'll get into the interview. I hope you guys love it. Bye. So this week we are interviewing someone who I'm really excited about, uh, Erica Melissa, who is a photographer from the Miami area and also like more than a friend to me, she's actually like family. I've known her for 12 years now because our husbands are best friends uh, and she started her business the year after I started mine. So it's just been really fun to kind of like grow together and, you know, just kind of look back over the past like, I don't know, seven, six, however many years and just see the growth that each of us have had uh, and now we get to like work together in some capacities uh, so it's it's really fantastic and I love her to death if you cannot tell um, but hi Erica hi so <laughs> for those who are not already familiar with how amazing you are go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and your photography business what you do well thank you for having me first of all um, obviously my name is Erica. I'm a full-time wedding and lifestyle portrait photographer out of Miami, like Charisma said. Um, it's been about, I want to say six years now. It was 2011 when I started my company, but before that I actually used to manage a law firm. So it's very different, um, obviously from what I'm doing now, but, um, I actually, um, started that and then um, started managing the firm and then when I started my family is actually when I started my photography company um, or that's when I started shooting rather a lot more and so after the birth of my first son it was you know like I just totally be, totally became the mom tog um, every moment I mean he would blow bubbles I'm like oh this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> um, so and, and you know and I would try to capture every second and so um, you know that I, I feel like that's probably what really um, deepened my love for photography um, and then after kind of a tragedy to our family happened and the loss of my son is actually um, something that pushed me forward into the business even more of uh, photography just took on a whole nother meaning for me as far as value and so um, ultimately that's now um, what I try to create so as far as it goes into you know even the style of photography I do a lot of lifestyle because I want to capture life and celebrate life which stemmed from you know what happened with me and the tragedy with my family and so I want to be able to do that for other people because that's what I treasure the most so um, I thankfully have some amazing clients that I get to celebrate life with near and far which is amazing and, um, and I get to celebrate the messy and the sweet moments and the ones that give you butterflies and the ones that make you cry and the ones that make hopefully make you laugh. <laughs> so um, that's kind of, I guess, the cliff notes of, of me and my business. Um, but I love what I do and I'm grateful for it. So 
um, I don't know. That's it. I guess. I'll say I definitely lied because you actually started your business quite a few years after mine. But I guess because you've just been like such a great photographer for so long, I always think that you went like really though, like because before you went pro, like you were still like turning out amazing work. Um, just that you were like, you know, photographing for like friends and family and stuff like that. And right. really, like, I was going to say, like, to me, one of the like marks of your photography specifically is that you're very patient. Um, and we're going to be talking about client experiences today. So that's why I want to point this out, because I feel like when I was a photographer, like, there's no way that I would have taken like you take like a whole nother amount of time to like create these like incredible like this incredible imagery, um, especially like with your like fairy tale series. Um, it's just so detailed and so intense and I love that you like go that extra route to create that for your clients because I mean that takes a lot of patience especially when there's children involved (laughs) oh thank you yeah I know that's fun for me I don't know like I guess I've always been artistic and growing up like the arts I've always been an actress and and in music and I've sing and I play piano so the creative part of my life is always you know my dad was an actor my my grandfather used to do photography so that's been a big part of our life forever and so I feel like that part of my photography and being able to do some conceptual fine art is kind of like my a huge creative outlet for me so whenever I get a kid and and my clients that let me do whatever I want to do basically I love to create little worlds and and then and then celebrate the little kids and all their little nuances and and um personality through that and so I don't know it's a lot of fun but thank you you're welcome (laughs) that is super awesome and I think from you starting photography just for yourself really helped you build um your great client experiences and your customer service so for listeners who aren't completely familiar with the idea what's the definition of your customer or client experience um well essentially client experience is obviously the like the interaction how you engage between you and your client from the moment i speak to them to the moment you know i deliver and even after like my client experience is ideally is to build a relationship and go all the way through so um yeah essentially that's what a client experience is the relationship and how you engage with you and your client awesome so what is your client experience strategy and describe what makes your particular client experience approach unique. Um, so at first I was like, when I, I was thinking about it, I'm like, man, I, I wouldn't have thought of it as a strategy, but it totally is a it strategy. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I start off from the moment I have a conversation, I want to make you feel comfortable. So I build rapport with my client, which really is me trying to get to know my client on a personal personal level. Mm-hmm. So um, for, for ideally, obviously, I want it to be a conversation, but plenty of my clients reach out to me through email. So um, in that sense, I always return back whatever the form of communication is that they communicate with me is typically the way they're comfortable communicating at first. So I make note of that. Um, so if they communicate with email, then I'm going to email them back. If they communicate with me, you know, if they try to make a phone call or leave me a message, I'm going to call them back. Um, so I think that's a really big, you know, really important thing to note that some people kind of overlook. Um, I use questionnaires, forms, um, essentially to get to know them a lot better or as better as, as best as I can rather. And then, you know, I just, uh, like I said, I make note of what personalities are comfortable with. So then when I write to them, um, and I send them questionnaire or questionnaires and they answer me back, then I still try to go back and engage and see if I can have a phone call. So I'm always really just ultimately all that is to gather information about them so that I can connect with them better. 
Um, so then I obviously, I, I try to meet, and if I can incorporate coffee in that meeting, I always do. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, ultimately, I think what what makes it unique or what makes my approach unique um, is just being authentic. I feel like people can, people are smart. They can read you. They know if you're being real and if you're not. So I really feel like my clients can see them being genuine and wanting to get to know them to serve them well and not just to book them, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. So yeah, so I think that's one of the biggest things. And then I'm a gifter, so as well, I value handwritten cards, not even just like necessarily like massive gifts, but a handwritten card, um, just thanking them. You know, even um, at the end of the session, I deliver and maybe an extra print or digitals, like as a thank you. I want them to know that I value them as people and as client, you know, as well as clients. Um, for my wedding clients, I'd probably go a little bit further um, just because I get to spend so much more extra time with them. And then thankfully, they become like what I call legacy clients that I end up doing their babies and their family sessions and maternity and, you know, and then their kids. And, and so I get to go through all these series of life um uh, big life moments with them. So it able, I'm able to, at that point, give them, you know, kind of really unique and personalized gifts that just as thank yous, you know, and I think sometimes taking that approach and being extra thoughtful and going the extra mile makes a huge difference in, in their experience, obviously. And I love that you take the time to like try to communicate with clients the way that they feel comfortable, because I feel like um, in, in a lot of creative industries, like there's a lot of push towards like, well, whatever way you like to communicate, only do it that way and don't like meet the client halfway. And of course, of course, you know, if you're discussing something like, you know, that needs to be in writing, then you discuss that in writing. But when you're like having those initial like feeler, you know, calls or emails to see if you're a good fit, like if they are more comfortable on the phone, why not talk to them on, a phone, on the phone? And I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs now who are kind of taught like, don't do that. Like if someone calls you on the phone, like that's old school, don't talk to them. But I feel like there is still that generation that really would prefer to like have Which a conversation with Which is people, it doesn't yeah. even a generation. Yeah, yeah some that's people true love as well. talking on the yeah, phone. Yeah, just to kind of see, because you can't necessarily, I mean, some people can tell if they vibe and maybe some people have fo followed you on social media or whatever, but other people kind of want to have that conversation. So I like that right. you like take the time to, you know, make sure that, you're trying to communicate with them the way they feel comfortable as opposed to like just like your preferred method. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I mean, I just feel like that. It just makes sense. I just feel like when you approach your approach, people like people, you know, yeah. you how you would want to be approached. And so to me, it just, um, it's just kind of then I just try to be very organic about my process. If they call me, I call them. If they email me, I email them. And I, you know, yeah, you just make, take note of that, you know? And I think customer service is such a big part of so many of our jobs, but I think that it's one that unfortunately it's is overlooked. It's overlooked almost yeah. all of the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Right. I agree. So how did you create your client experience? Because it takes a, a whole bunch of learning to Try know what there, works yeah. and what doesn't work. So what led you to include the aspects of the experience that you include? Um, well, it's, I call myself a storyteller and, and all the time and a dreamer and all these things. And a lot, there's a lot of lifestyle photographers and, um, that do that. And uh, when it comes to photography, you can capture, you know, a pretty picture and capture life and emotion. Um, or, or I'm sorry, you can capture a pretty picture or you can capture life and emotion. But to me, life and emotion is going to win out every time. 
So naturally, but well, I shouldn't say naturally because some people do strive for that pretty <laughs> picture. Uh, I hope to capture both, but uh, the only way to do that is to know who you are photographing. And so um, I just, again, I don't know. I don't know how I particularly came up with the strategy. I really think I just kind of did it how I know that I would want to do it. So like, or how I would want to be treated in business. Like, you know, even when I managed the law firm, I was very empathetic uh, to my clients um, that came in and struggled with, you know, a lot of, they, there was a lot of tough issues and that was life. So I just, you know, it made me really sensitive to what other people are dealing with um, in life in general and that you never know. Um, and so with that being said, when it comes to photography, even though it's two completely different fields, um, it made me be a good listener. Um, and the only way you can know and tell somebody's story is if you first listen to it. And so ultimately I just knew that's the way I wanted to be treated or approached if I were a client and I'm a social person. I love people. I love listening. I love talking, laughing. So I want to do that with, with them too. So in order to tell them, I have to first be able to listen. And, and that's what I think is one of my better characteristics as far, and also as far as how I was able to kind of create an experience that I would want to be a part of and involved in. And I just want to know, like, has that experience like changed a lot over, you know, since uh, 2011? Oh, for sure. I mean, you kind of learn what, what's easy, what works, what doesn't, um, I probably started, I started doing the gifting a little later on. Um, I realized that that leaves kind of a, it's just, that was like me going the extra mile, just showing them that I care. Because some people, you know, I'm a big believer in love languages. And it doesn't have to be just, you know, your partner or, or um, you know, a close family relationship. But everybody has their love language. Right. So, you know, I want to I, I wanna try to touch on all those. And I think that'll only make me a better photographer, but, you know, create better. Ultimately, it's it goes past being a photographer. It's building relationships with your clients. So um, it would I would definitely say, obviously, as I've grown, um, not just as a photographer, but just as a person, I've realized how to connect better um, as an adult just to build better relationships in general. Right. Yeah. And I definitely think, um, like I'm a big believer in love language as well. And I really, maybe we should have somebody on to talk about the love languages when it comes mine to is, business. Mine is like physical touch. Cause I'm like a big like hugger and mm -hmm. it's, I feel like mine to like my love language to speak to other people is to buy them gifts, which Erica, that might be yours too. <laughs> and yeah, mine to like, right. yeah, mine to receive love is, is like physical touch. So I feel like my friends are like, best case scenario because I'm like I just want to buy them gifts and hug them you know like that's all I want to return I'm like just give me a hug <laughs> see I'm words of affirmation so that's one of my bigger ones so during a session I'm constantly like but you look amazing same <laughs> yeah so words of affirmation is is the way you receive yeah I that know. makes I'm so much sense <laughs> to me that makes so much sense now looking back on doing your rebrand Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> because I'm like, but what, you, what about this? Yeah, I'm like, that That really that really makes a lot of sense. And then how do you, how is, what's yours for giving love to others? 
Um, I mean, typically I, I feel like, I feel like I still do more words of affirmation and I am physical touch. I'm a hugger. Um, so I do have to, obviously with clients, you have to be careful. And like, yeah. are, you, are you comfortable? <laughs> are you okay? Obviously I don't go hugging all my clients, but at the end of the session, I'm not going to lie. I win them over and I get hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I so love I get it. Hugs, I'm excited, but no, I mean, um, I would say probably I incorporate receiving gifts, even though that's my lowest love language, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but I, I love I love handwritten things, so it's not necessarily I value I very much value um, some sentimental, you know, mm-hmm. versus obviously the value of of something you know monetary or what have you. Yeah. So a lot of your clients are very high end. <coughs> cough, cough, Dwayne Wade. Um, and some of yours are not so high end. So do you have a different approach to the client experience depending on the type of client? And what are some differences in the experience that you're that you're gonna giving to your high end clients versus that of your regular clients? Uh, well, obviously I ultimately want my the experiences to be the same across the board. And so I don't per se differentiate, you know, a high end from a, a regular client. I just don't think that. But for the sake of the question, because I, I understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends like a lot of time with hiring clients um, depending on how I'm contracted through um, for the, like the one you mentioned that's a, my my amazing photographer friend Bob um, we work together a lot with him and so I'm able to you know obviously that connection after a while we we've, we've been able to form relationships where he they're automatically comfortable with me because I've been around long enough but when especially when it's something where we're just contacted really quickly and and I'm just going in for a shoot I'm typically working with managers or personal assistants so in order to gather some of that initial information where I don't have that direct contact like I normally would with my you know, personal clients, um, so to speak. So that would probably be one of the main differences. And then obviously, you know, losing that personal thing up front, I just have to do my best to quickly establish a rapport when I get there. Um, so whether that's just holding off on starting the, ses- the session for a minute um, and just kind of just engaging in a regular conversation, it's it's miracle what, you know, a few minutes of conversation with somebody can do versus just immediately taking it into, okay, let's do this. Let me have you, you know, over here and start directing. Um, I think that's probably, and I ultimately, I do that with all my, all my clients too, but obviously that would probably be one of the main differences is just losing that initial personal, um, personal touch kind of beforehand where I get to know them a little bit better up front. And I just have to try to do my best and put it on the back end, you know. That's awesome. So in a, in a sense, almost your regular clients are getting even more of that client experience right. in a sense. Yeah, no, they honestly, a lot of times they are. And obviously it depends on, on which, you know, client. Uh, sometimes I do get the experience where I am able to give them a full full experience from front, end, you know, front to back. But but yeah, sometimes that when some the circumstances are a little bit different, then I just honestly I just do my best to create that atmosphere so that they're automatically comfortable with me. And most of them are used to getting photographed, so you know That's they true. just enter yeah. into this mode. But I want in the way I shoot, I want them to not just bring a facade I want it to be real so that's the trick you know I want that's why I want them to be comfortable with me and establish that rapport very quickly so that it's very you know authentic on both ends 
Yeah, I definitely agree. When we work with agencies, um, since we're like the third contact in and when we're first introduced to the client, they've already talked to someone like four, you know, four or five right. months in advance by the time we get there and they've already had their communication. So we're constantly trying to like almost oversell because you're kind of like, hey, get comfortable with us. We're taking on this project. You're in good hands. Don't worry. You know, this is what's happening because they don't know you and they're really trusting a third party to say that you are the best for them. And so when you exactly. just jump right in, you know, especially, you know, I'm just, Assuming like a wedding, that's the first time you meet the actual person you're photo- you're taking pictures of. You're probably like, oh my goodness, like now I'm jumping in on their biggest day of their you know entire lives uh, thus far most of the time, and you don't even know them <laughs> most of the time. So I'm sure. It's- time, like especially in that circumstance, we've we've met with everybody and their mom except right exactly <laughs> unless they've done an engagement session. But you know, it just yeah, it definitely makes it more challenging, but. I think that makes you a better photographer. I mean, you have to, or, you know, business person in general, you just have to be able to uh, adapt to your situation and, and really understand people, you know, or try to learn to understand people. But I think authenticity goes a long way. Right. So after everything is done, do you ask your clients for feedback? And if so, how does this affect your business and the way you've handled your client experiences? Uh, uh, To be honest, I actually... I really don't ask for feedback and I only ask for feedback. Actually I do, but it's when a client client hasn't hired me. Most of my clients typically, they automatically give me feedback when they receive a gallery and, and it's always about the overall experience, not just, Oh, I love the picture. Right. I had a, after I finished the session, a lot of my, especially my husband's, this is my favorite thing. My husband's are always like, I feel like this is like the, was it like a high point for me when the husband says, this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. I I actually had so much fun. It didn't feel like we were taking pictures. Like to me, that is like such a high compliment. Yeah. So I love that. So, um, but I would obviously definitely consider doing something more formal. I do. I really, really do see the value and being able to do that every time so that you're making sure you're doing a good job across the board all the time you know obviously I don't think everybody's experience is always going to be 120 percent even though that's what you know I would strive for um but I have you know to be very transparent I don't typically ask for feedback only when they haven't hired me have I asked well I'll say and to be fair like when you're a photographer as soon as you deliver that gallery like you're normally going to get some you know what yeah, I mean? like I, I feel like I never remember like delivering a gallery and not hearing something back like you know, as soon as they get the gallery. So I feel like in that particular field, uh, you don't necessarily need to ask for it. Whereas I feel like depending on in other fields, like it might be good to have like a questionnaire or something like that at the end. Um, But yeah, you normally in in photography, people let you know how they feel. Yeah, it's (laughs) pretty instant. But honestly, even when I have sent for the clients that haven't hired me um, and I have sent them, I've rarely gotten responses back. Really? Interesting. Yeah, and it's a little disappointing because I want to know, like, was it, is it an an investment thing? Is it a, oh, just not. I was say, I normally feel like it's price point. Like, it's, you know, oftentimes it's someone that's like, yeah, I just can't afford it, you know? Right. But it would be nice to hear that from them to be sure. Yeah, I agree. I would love to. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't love. I I don't want them to not hire me. But, you know, I want to be sure that it's not something that I'm doing, you know, throughout that process. So in my experience, because we've started to follow up maybe like a week later after somebody ghosts you after you send them like your pricing (laughs) or your proposal, I've started like emailing them a week later. 
and nine times out of ten they'll be like oh i wasn't comfortable with the price and like they let me know mm-hmm. like which is mm-hmm. awesome so i and that's just through experience like you wouldn't know to you, first of all you're in your feelings so you're so excited to get this new inquiry and you put together the pricing and you're like oh i really want to work with this person and then not hear from them it's like going on a date with somebody yeah. and then <laughs> not hearing from them ever again like you're very disappointed so you, most of the time you're kind of emotional and kind of just like well forget that person i don't want to hear from them anyway but we've just right. kind of like taken that breath and just i've emailed them like a week later and being like how's it going are you looking for a project well, and i always say, say thank that's... you like thank you for letting us quote you and i hope your project goes well and keep us yeah. in mind and we have gotten you know future projects in from the person later on they're, they're done with their site or something they say oh we need something else we thought of you we have more money now and we want to work with you so it, it just like having that extra you know take ourselves out of the equation and just think about them <laughs> be like oh right. how's it going for you because they may come back to you they may have had have a terrible experience with another photographer and they'll say oh erica was so thoughtful that she reached out to me even when i told her it was too expensive i think i'm gonna invest a little bit more money and go with her well i think another thing too is to see when you lose people right so like when in that con- like those initial yeah. conversations because i feel like for me like when i do it normally is after pricing I normally wait a little bit and then I reach back out and they're like, hey, like everything was going really great. But yeah, pricing. Yeah. You know. um, but yeah, I think uh, nine times out of ten, like if you do have a good uh, uh, client experience, I think that that's when you notice like that's when you lose people. And that's fine. I mean, you know, they'll find somebody. Not everyone is your client. I want them to yeah. find like, am I more concerned? Like, do you have somebody yeah. that can work with you? Because I really do want, especially if it's a really cool project. I'm like, I really want you to get this project off the ground. Yeah. Like, who can I, like, how can I help you find someone or refer someone? And most of the time, I just send them to Melissa. So, <laughs> so what <laughs> advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are looking to create an amazing and unforgettable client experience? Um, I would say just taking the time uh, to build, like, to get to know your client and build a real relationship with them. Um, I, I know authenticity sounds so cliche because everybody's using it so much but it's there's just so much truth to it I don't really know a better way to say it than just really just being real like being approachable um just talking to them really getting to know them past it just being you know a client relationship I mean it doesn't have to you don't have to be BFFs or anything and go out for coffee all the time but (laughs) know that they matter like you know that you're really understanding um who they are what they want and what you know so that you can provide them a better service so ultimately I'd say that's probably my best advice is really figuring out how you can kind of create your client strategy to build a real relationship with them and think about how you'd want to be treated and then go above and beyond that like that's to me is what's going to to push you over the top like think about what you want and then go above and beyond that's so awesome so what are you working on what projects are you have coming up and then where can our listeners find you so that they can all follow you immediately all over the internet <laughs> i love it um see what am I wearing I have I feel like I have so many things my husband's actually making fun of me because he's like what are you doing and I'm like look all the things people (laughs) so I'm working on some awesome with some awesome incredible vendors in the wedding industry I feel like we've been doing so I have like some ballerina shoe coming up one of them is a fine art conceptual project that's uh I want to feel like actually possibly even a little political, um, which I normally don't get too much into I like that. it. <laughs> I'm collaborating with a, a good, amazing videographer friend on that. Um, and then I'm also doing um, a, a more ballerinas. Uh, clearly, I wanted to be a ballerina growing up. <laughs> I may or may not have ordered ballet shoes from eBay. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Me. 
Um, some teepees, not all, not all with the ballerina, but yeah, it's some really cool stuff. So I'm excited. Some wedding industry, some fine art conceptual stuff that I haven't been doing. So, um, I'm really excited about it, but, um, my, uh, you can find me at www.ericamelissa.com. Do we really need to say www anymore? No, <laughs> no. I feel like we no. show our age when we do that. Right. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Ericamelissa.com. That's me. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for chatting with us today. I feel like I learned a ton of stuff. I took all the notes. Aw, such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. So we have two listener questions this week. We're going to go ahead and dive right into them. The first one is, how did you get your idea or concept for your business? Um, so for me, uh, I feel like we've done, you know, pretty much an entire episode about this earlier on. Um, but for 725 Creative, uh, I had basically been a photographer, been an entrepreneur, and knew what it was like to be on the other side of things when you're receiving these services. And so that's that kind of led me to want to create a certain type of experience uh, for entrepreneurs. And I also was driven by the fact that I can be creative in different ways and work with uh, different people, mainly a lot of women, which is awesome, um, and create for other entrepreneurs uh, who also are often women um, and get to bring their business and their dreams to life. So I'm literally like laughing because in Erin um, and I forget her last name, her Facebook group, and I'll post a link of uh, the Unstoppable Base Camp on Friday. She was like, post your old um bit some of your old design stuff and i posted one of the first uh seminality layouts that we did and it's so funny <laughs> and so it made me think like really what do we do and what was our concept i mean there was a lot of strategy in creating that design back then it's just like we really just wanted to um personify perfection and what we were doing in the services that we were bringing and we originally were just thinking that we were always going to just do um, kind of design, graphic design, and web development. And as it's kind of grown, we've moved in more into brand strategy and brand management and doing brand sprints and design sprints and um, really doing in-person workshops and corporate offices and with um, small to medium-sized businesses. And so we really have grown more into like a little bit of a consulting agency and as well as incorporating things like videography. And we just want to be like a creative services hub for mm -hmm. people to, to, you know, your one-stop shop. And we love it because we get to collaborate with so many other type of people, like the videographers we work with or the cinematographers we work with or the copywriters we work with, because it's now it's just us being able to provide so many, uh, provide business for other people. And it's really kind of like the concept that we have right now is kind of being a one-stop shop and then being able to outsource so many things or just refer people. If people can't, you know, meet in our price point, and we talked about this in an episode, we usually refer them to somebody else and a friend of ours so that the work continues and we try to keep it moving, like keep the commerce, especially Central Florida, because uh, it's so nice to get to know so many people through meetups and stuff. So it's really now the concept is just making sure that commerce and money is flowing amongst people here locally nine times out of ten and um, we do work with people in other states and our you know business partners in new york and stuff like that but i really try to just keep that that money flow so right now it's just kind of like old school community type like and you're in a small town and you kind of mm -hmm. like oh you came and got a cake for me and then let me send you over to the florist that's down the street and kind of that's what we're kind of doing with our business right now awesome sauce so second question is what do you look for in an intern when you're hiring those people and um but really in our case our interns are we don't really 
Um, we, we're not really accepting internship and, and stuff from other people, even though we've gotten emails from people who want us to hire them. And we're like, girl, we don't make enough money <laughs> like for that. Like we've gotten a lot of emails, especially recently a recruiter reached out to us and was like, I have so many people that we can send to you. And we're like, we can't pay those people. What are you doing? <laughs> um, we really have gone out to people or kids, you know, usually it's younger, younger, younger high school, late high school, junior, senior year, uh, kids who we've talked to or we've known for years um, who've done amazing things. And uh, we saw that had interest in things like creative things and they don't have enough creative resources or STEM resources at their school. And we're like, okay, we'll kind of output. And also entrepreneurship opportunities, people, kids who are interested in being an entrepreneur, we're like, okay, reach out to you and you can come hang out with us or just shadow us or we'll take you out to meetups. We'll take you out to chamber meetings because we really want people to understand what goes into not just the creative part, but also the business part or the networking part and all that stuff. Because I did that when I was growing up, my mom had her business and I went with her to all these networking events and they were all like really super fit. You know, they were really like boring. They're not like now going to creative mornings, but it was really, it kind of introduced me to what it takes to kind of build relationships with people and it really worked out on my end so that's really what we we're not really looking for quality i mean we're we're looking for qualities in people but not it's just the relationships we have with the people that we've known really so that's kind of what we're doing so as far as what i look for in an intern um i've been mentoring young women of color for about 12 years now so for me like when it when it comes to an intern i'm kind of looking for someone that i can mentor um, and also someone who wants to grow and have an impact on the community. So someone who has, you know, similar ideals that I do when wants to see, you know, the world be a better place and that sort of thing and wants to use creativity to do that. Um, and is just willing to grow and obviously someone who would be looking to acquire the skill set that they would acquire through working, uh, you know, for 725 Creative. Um, and somebody that is smart and, you know, just willing to learn, hardworking, that sort of thing. Shout out to Kaylee because she's an amazing intern. So, yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.